Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith, uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingship, his lordship. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And that's how we roll it. It's a religion. Um, we point out that most other things that try to replace him are a religion in and of themselves. Things like evolution and things like uh, secular humanism. <clears throat> Those are things that are religious in nature because they are based on faith, not science. And the folks that believe in them will try and convince you otherwise. But that's okay. That's what free public debate is all about. And it used to be that we could have that in this country without any issues. We could have that in this world, really, in the Western world, without any issues. But leftists don't believe in free debate. People who believe in uh, uh, controlling other people, people who believe that uh, their way is right and nothing else, like Justin Trudeau when he said uh, other people have beliefs that are unacceptable. When someone has that attitude... Uh, you know, I would say that about him. His uh, beliefs are unacceptable, that some of the things that he believes in. However, the difference is, I don't try and shut him down. He can stand there and say that all he wants. And uh, we should have the same right to do that. Uh, you know, there's, there's a war out there over the idea of disinformation and misinformation. And uh, it's a sad thing. You know, People call some of the things in the Bible hate speech at this point because, frankly, God looks at certain things that humans want to do as an anathema, as something that's not right, that's not good for them, that's not uh, right and true and wonderful and, and yada, 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 all the flowery uh, adjectives that people can use about things. And, you know, people have a hard time with that because they want to be right. They want to be... Uh, um, accepted i guess would be a good way to say it and you know when that occurs you're willing to defend your position to the point where uh you don't want other people coming against it and in some ways we see that going on today you know leftism does not like people pointing out the truth uh does not like people having a free ability to express a differing opinion. You know, Joe Biden's regime, if you will, and Democrats in general have gotten worse and worse with time. And I'm afraid if we don't stop voting for him, people, if people like my mom don't figure out that the Democrat Party no longer stands for the little guy, has nothing to do with standing for the little guy, that they don't stand for people with dark skin, uh, they're not about that. It's all about power and influence and money, to be frank. You know, the Republicans are the ones that used to be accused of that because they were the party of big business, and that is not it anymore. It's, you know, I think some in the Republican Party are trying to maintain that status, but all they end up being is, is rhinos or Republicrats at that point. So, again, at it's a religion. We start with the Bible. We start with... Uh, the Bible is true. It is the word of God. It is has been given to us as a guide um, to understand history, to understand why we're here, how we got here, uh, what the what the purpose was that we we were created, um, and it gives us a true history of the this planet and a true history of how Christ came into the world, uh, who he was, what he did, and what what 
uh, our uh, purpose is in this life in his command to put faith and trust in him. And what he did, he created you. He sustained you at this point, whether you put your faith and trust in him or not. He's still the one that, that maintains this world, that makes sure that the earth continues to orbit around the sun in the right orbit and so on and so forth. I think he put a clock in motion that at some point that's going to come to an end. And it has nothing to do with global warming. It has nothing to do with climate change. And that's just a, a figment of leftist ideology to try and, and control you, um, period. That's mainly, you know, they're they con consistently coming up with ways to try and subject you, to try and control you. And we see it throughout the whole COVID experience. Their mandate, you know, what's a mandate? A mandate is it's not, hey, this is a great idea. It will help everybody. You should go do this. And then let people make up their own mind. And if it really is a good idea, guess what? Everybody's going to do it. But when you have to mandate something to get people to do it against their will, uh, time out. You know, what's the purpose of mandating things like shots and masks? And, and then we see a study in John Hopkins this week that talks about how little effect that really had on anything, which most of us knew that are, have, you go past the legacy media and have uh, actual brains and investigate things and look at the other side and what they're actually producing. I mean, Ron Johnson put together a great COVID second opinion. If you haven't seen that yet, go to Rumble and check it out because it's, it's fantastic. Five hours of all these doctors on the front lines treating people. You know, you've got studies out now that show ivermectin as effective against this disease. You don't need a shot. You don't need an unproven shot. That supposedly the FDA, I saw a story this morning in our own local paper. Oh, the Moderna shot, it's approved by the FDA. Uh, rigorous approval, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, that is so full of CRAP. It's hilarious. The FDA has got to be, at this point, one of the most corrupt organizations on the planet to give approval to all this stuff. And again, these shots are emergency use, emergency use. What's the emergency at this point? COVID's dropping like flies. And of course, now there's new variants. Oh, they got it. You know, they're going to try and prop it up as much as they can because they need to. That's all they got. They don't have any policies. Um, you know, we, we see that in our own government in Illinois. I just found out about a new, a new thing called New Illinois the other day. Uh, and it's an effort I'm completely behind. We need to split the state in two, east and west or New Illinois, old Illinois, whatever however you want to call it. But. Uh, the Chicagoland area, the corruption in politics in Illinois has gotten to a point where we are not being represented by uh, our government in, in a way that uh, is acceptable, period. So, and that's probably hate speech or I'm an insurrectionist or, but, you know, it's pathetic because it's just true. You know, get rid of the corruption, stand up for truth and righteousness and, you know, then let's have a talk. But to say that there's no corruption in government in Illinois is just a joke at this point. You look at the, the city of Chicago and Cook County and, and uh, there you go. If you want Democrat rule uh, and an anti-God, anti-truth uh, establishment, you can have it. I don't want it. You know, people out in the rural communities still have common sense. And enjoy freedom. 
and don't want to be locked down. You know, we don't live next to a million people. So if you all want that, take it. But again, I, I digress. My apologies. We go, we start with the Bible as the word of God, the truth of God. And we are up to the book of First Samuel. And, uh, you know, we've gone through the history of creation in Genesis to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Israel coming out from Egypt in the Exodus. And then we saw, uh, you know, the law being given. We saw Joshua and uh, him leading the charge into the promised land. And, and then we saw a bunch of judges where Israel was up and down for many years. And now we see Israel asking for a king. And first and foremost, they have a prophet named Samuel uh, who is part of this process. And he anoints, or God has him anoint. Um, after he was, he was kind of sad about the whole thing because, you know, he was running, kind of running the show, but God was the king. And God said, look, you know, the people want that. Go ahead and give it to them. Um, you know, whatever. So he gives him Saul. And Saul becomes king, but then uh, Saul chooses his own way. We see when he goes up against the Amalekites, and God tells him to just destroy them off the earth. They're an evil people. And that's what God wants to do with evil. He wants to get rid of it, to destroy it, to remove it. Just like a kid who's 13 years old with a face full of acne wants to get rid of it, right? And go back to a clear face that he had when he was nine. Um, so at the end of chapter, uh, 15, Samuel said, as the word, as the sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag in pieces. So that was the, the king of the Amalekites because Saul tried, you know, doing it his way instead of what God had told him to do. And uh, Samuel never saw Saul again on this planet. So then God says uh, to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go, and I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul heard, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with you, and Sam, come to sacrifice to the Lord. So, he goes down and sets, uh, anoints David, the future king over Israel. And then the, the second half of 1 Samuel is basically David, uh, Saul is struck with uh, pains and David's able to help that process. And David and Jonathan strike up a friendship, uh, Saul's son, Jonathan. And Jonathan's okay with this. Jonathan knows at some point that that. Saul or that David's been anointed the future king of Israel but David will not take Saul out he he goes on for you know these 15 chapters in here and they go back and forth and David is is uh righteous in that he is he doesn't take Saul's life he doesn't take his own way into his own hands and uh he leaves Saul to uh God and God's timing as far as David be an anointed king. And at the end of uh, 1 Samuel, uh, Saul and his sons die in battle against the Philistines. And they're buried. So that's the end of King Saul. 
And we'll take a look at uh, at David being anointed king in Second Samuel tomorrow. But again, all this stuff happens for a purpose, and it's the only the second time I've seen that uh, the Lord repented of something. He said I it repented him in one of the verses in First Samuel to anoint Saul king. And so again, I believe that speaks to the idea of free will. You know that. God doesn't control every single circumstance. You know, God anointed Saul with the best of intentions, and yet Saul failed. And, you know, God brought the Israelites out of Egypt with the best of intentions, and they failed. And God had to, uh, you know, change plans, I guess, a little bit in midstream, even though his overall objective was still the same. Christ was going to come to this earth through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's lineage and through the tribe of Judah, as was always stated, you know, and maybe some of this stuff he already knew was going to happen. Because, I, you know, the hardest thing is we cannot see things from God's perspective. And, you know, I know my wife and I differ a little bit on this position, but the fact that God can foresee everything, um, does that mean that he is the one that, chooses us or we choose him and i mean there's always been a question in my mind around that and irregardless of what you believe god is the only one that can save anybody and i always come back to that no matter what so um in this instance you know god repented of anointing saul king and he said look i've, I've chosen for a, a different guy to lead my people and you know we've see as we go forward that David's a man after God's own heart, it says. So there was something about him that was unique and special that that uh, God um, appreciated in David. So, and as, you know, the writer of uh, most of the book of Psalms in the end, uh, it, you can kind of see why in some of the things that, that David said about God and about his position, you know, within God's kingdom. So let's take a look at, at some news. Contempt towards Americans who prioritize faith. 55 U.S. agencies now tracking religious exemption requests. Now, right there, the, the first thing that sticks out at me in that little highlight, 55 U.S. agencies. Why do we have so many U.S. agencies to begin with? There should, the federal government has gotten way too big, people. There's, it's doing way too much. It, it is way too intrusive. And it was never meant to be that big. And how it ever got that way, I don't know. You know, the the people that, that handle Congress have let it do that. The system has grown to a point in Congress where it's, again, I believe our government's corrupt. Most of the people there, again, who put who don't have a true center on the Lord Jesus Christ, who don't have a true center on integrity and faith, um, are there for personal gain. And we see sound bites and all this stuff. And um, if you have a D after your name, you can lie all day long and never get called to account for it. And it, it just goes on and on. And it's it's a sad state of things. And I think if it continues, they're they're just gonna swallow up everything else. And we're gonna be in the, the same state as China is, where you don't have freedom. And I'm hopeful that the states 
you know, folks at the state level will push back against that. Um, you know, I unfortunately live in a state that will never do that because of the corruption that is in our own state. At the state level in Illinois, it's it's pretty ridiculous. So we can all be uh, thankful, though. The CDC backs Moderna shots after full approval in the U.S. And I just, it cracks me up when you go into this story. It talks about how much, uh, how rigorous the testing was and this and that. And I just laugh. I'm like, really, people? And, of course, this is back on... Uh, the last page on the front page it, they're always so concerned about the democrats democrats senate hold dicey party in precarious position as new mexico's lujan will be absent after suffering stroke don't really care about the poor guy and his stroke but more worried about the the power of the democrat party right because that's what it's all about for them and uh the wonderful Mr. Pritzker put out his budget in Illinois the other day, and it's it's pretty laughable. He's trying to say that that he is the responsible for positive budget numbers when he got a whole bunch of cash from the feds, which is what that's all about. Um, and it just goes on from there. I mean, the world is getting, I would say, wackier. Um, for lack of a better way of saying it. Well, now, why does it do that? Huh. Hmm, interesting. I had a, uh, had some other stories up, but my, <laughs> the left crying about Joe Rogan 24-7 is making him a thousand times more popular. And is, that is true. You know, I these people just, they don't get it. You know, the fact that they were, that Spotify, or not Spotify, um, that GoFundMe was trying to cancel all the money for the Freedom Trucker Movement. I mean, how many more people heard about that because GoFundMe was doing that? And yet they were fine with the Seattle occupation. They were promoting it last year. And that's what leftists do. They're okay when their own people uh, are doing things that aren't right, but they're uh, supporting liberal causes. But boy, the conservatives do that. Folks that really care about freedom, that care about truth, that care about um, real things, instead of all this gobbledygook that leftists decide is so great for all of us. Um And anyway, I don't know. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a show at this point. I got some other things to do today. And uh, uh, today is the day in which the Lord has made. Today is the day in which many people go worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And I encourage you to do so. If you have not done so in your life before, um, fall on your knees, repent of your sin. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and then go learn how to know him, how to love him, how to um, make him your king. Because he is. He's your king whether you make him that or not in your life. Because he is the only true king. The only one that's that's worthy of our worship. So with that, 
I'm gonna gonna call it a show. Y'all have a great day. Be blessed, and we will catch you next time. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. The summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love.